Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. We're dropping in on the fly. It's an impromptu Saturday evening mock draft. 20 seconds to go before this bad boy gets underway. I don't know. I just felt like I needed to do one. I got the itch, baby. I got the itch. I'm Dan Bespris, by the way. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Quickly throwing it up here. Yes, this will be the nicest thing I ever wear on a mock draft because today is Rosh Hashanah, and I want to wish all of our viewers of the Jewish faith a very happy new year. Shana Tovah as I lower my chair so that everything lines up, and we're just diving straight on in here. I got the five hole on this mock draft. By the way, if you're watching live on YouTube, feel free to throw something in the comments section. Like and subscribe if you're... uh, Joining us on the pod side, subscribe. Uh, that still holds true. Also, throw a five-star review in on it. Nikola Jokic goes first. Steph Curry goes second in this mock draft. In a wild twist of fate, Luka Doncic third and Joel Embiid fourth. I don't know what Steph is doing up in that two-hole, but it's my turn at five. Um, I kind of want to go back into recon mode today, but because I, I announced this one as the five slot, you guys should kind of know who's available there. Um, I'm going to probably take Halliburton, so I'll just star him, and then we'll let the clock run out. But the other guys I'm looking at here are Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, uh, and Tyrese. You know what? I'm actually going to take... Oh, I took Tatum. <laughs> you can hear my kids screaming in the background of this one. I took Tatum at five because I want to see where Shea and Halliburton go if I don't take them. But just for the record, those are the guys that I was looking at at that fifth spot. I like them more than Tatum, even if he's the one that ends up on my team here uh, in this one. Giannis goes seven. Anthony Davis goes eight, despite the pre-rank of 14. Halliburton finally off the board at number nine. Good Lord, I hope that's the way that actual drafts go. I don't believe that it will be, but I hope that it will be. LaMelo Ball at 10. You guys know not at all one of my favorite first-round picks. Kyrie at 11. Kind of sad that he's not going in the second round anymore. Uh, this dude in the 12-hole is auto-drafting, so I'm going to assume that Dame and uh, Kevin Durant are coming off in the next two, which is a shame because I'd like to know where they would have gone if this guy had actually bothered to join. And the sad part is he was actually here. He was in this mock draft as of like two and a half minutes. Oh, he's back! Yes, well done, David in the 12-hole with your green avatar. Well, there goes Dame. Now we'll see what he does as actually having the full 30 seconds to make his pick. Is it going to be KD? It probably should be. It is. That's a pretty wild pairing to get at 12-13, though. Kevin Durant and uh, and Damian Lillard. Can you believe it? What a day. What a day. Anthony Edwards goes at 14 That's very much a totals play beyond anything else. Trey Young at 15, that's a build play. We've talked about that on the show a number of times. If you want to know what a build play is, you're going to have to listen to some other episodes of Fantasy NBA today. By the way, that uh, that Twitter handle again is at Dan Bespris, D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. I I don't know what's in the foreground of this because I legitimately had like 40 seconds to get all my stuff set up, get this mock going because I thought, why the hell not? So if you guys can see, like, various gastric medicines in the in the background, that's just the life we live now. Donovan Mitchell at 16. I like that one. That's a 
fair, safe, cool play. Nothing special there. Sabonis at 17, that's kind of a totals play, but I like him there more than uh, where he'd been getting pushed a little bit lately. I'd seen Sabonis go uh, as high as 10 in one draft. LeBron at 18, that is a regrettable pick. Cat at 19, also kind of a regrettable pick here. Devin Booker's still on the board at 20. The guy behind me is going to auto-pick him, so that's not going to tell us much. Van Vliet is still out there, as is Mikael Bridges. At 20 here, you know, what I want to do, I don't really want Freddie Van Vliet, so I'm going to get him out of the way. I want to see, and there goes Booker to the auto-drafter. I want to see what happens with the rest of these guys. I want to know where Mikael goes. I want to know where JJJ goes. I want to know where Bain goes. I want to know where Kawhi goes. Those are the four dudes I'm looking at right here that I would have drafted or selected from at that 20th pick. Those are the four guys that I was looking at. Head-to-head, I'd probably go JJJ. Roto, I might go Kawhi. Little early for Kawhi at 20, I suppose. If you've got, like, pick 18, you kind of just have to not do those. Just accept that you're not going to get the old dude falling because your pick doesn't fall in the right spot and kind of hope that someone falls to you at 30 coming back, or 31 or whatever it is. Uh, Mikhail Bridges goes 22, then Jimmy Butler at 23. Interesting grab there with Damian Lillard probably headed to town. JJJ still on the board. Bain still on the board. Kawhi still on the board. There goes Tripp. There goes Bain. Two good picks at 24 and 25. There goes Markinen at 26. He got punted down the board at the last Yahoo board rearrangement festival, which was held on Wednesday of this last week. Uh... New pre-rank is 31, which I think is actually a much cooler place to get Markinen than where he was before. I'm trying to give you guys uh, ideas of what I'm looking at with this five hole. Not the guys that I actually pick. Pay no mind, and I'll say this again, pay no mind to what I actually have on my team. Listen to the words I'm saying of the players I'm looking at at that juncture. There goes Kawhi at 27. That's a shame because I was kind of hoping he'd get back to me at 29. Paul George, I don't really want at 29. James Harden is someone that I am strongly considering here. Uh, DeJounte Murray is a safe play. Probably a little early for Vooch, Miles Turner, those types of guys. So it's probably going to be Harden. I hate Siakam in this range. Hate it. So I'm going to take him and get him off the board. And I want to see if Harden goes next or if he's actually going to fall even farther. And then Murray and then Miles Turner and then Vooch are probably the next guys on my board. There goes De'Aaron Fox at 30. Okay, so Harden's still out there. A lot of Harden fear at the moment. Mark in the chat room says, is there a theme for today's mock? The theme is recon again, my good man. One of our dynasty analysts at Sports Ethos. Mark does some amazing work. His dynasty ranks available in the Fantasy Pass. Thank you, by the way, Mark, for teeing up my promo on today's show. We're going recon in the five hole. We're going recon at the five. Victor Wembanyama goes 31. Darius Garland goes 32. Y'all keep telling me I got to put the draft board up, so let's do that, and I'll try to... I'll switch it back to my pick, you know, two, three slots out. That does make it a little tougher, because I want to tell you guys who I'm looking at, and this is a look at who's already off the board, as as uh, after Garland drew Holiday at uh, 33. I'm not a fan of many of these picks, actually. I... Folks, picture this nightmare scenario. You're hosting friends for the big game. 
It's neck and neck in the fourth quarter, and suddenly you realize you're out of drinks. Ooh, say all of your friends. You start to sweat. Your friends turn on you. You're forced to go on a last-second drink run and end up missing the game-winning touchdown while in line. Oh, no. Terrifying, isn't it? Luckily, you can avoid the drama with Drizzly, the go-to app for drink delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits then get them delivered right to your watch party. Compare prices across multiple stores in your area, find the best deals on game day drinks, and get back to armchair quarterbacking from, you guessed it, your armchair. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Must be 21 plus, not available in all locations. Adebayo, 34. You know, honestly, I'm okay with Adebayo at 34. That's closer to where he should be. He got pushed up to to pre-30 in the latest Yahoo rearrange, and that's too early for me. This is too early for Garland at 32. It's It's too early for Holiday, frankly, at 33. He's an old guy. He should be falling. Fox at 30. That's a build play. Kind of a weird one for a team that has Shea and Cat. Your percentages are in great shape with those two first grabs. You don't need to worry about Fox and his field goal percent. Vooch at 35, Miles Turner at 36. I like both of those a lot. Those are, again, kind of layups. Is there any other theme for today's mock? I guess the theme is uh, Jewish high holidays. <laughs> I'm sure that's what you guys were all hoping for. Should I blow a fake shofar here on air? Cade Cunningham at 37. Little bit of a punt field goal guy. Um, on a team with Dame, that sort of made sense. Team with Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant and Dame, what a start. Whoa, quickly they off the board. Now, uh, Paula Boncaro at 38, hard pass. Chad Holmgren at 39. He got pushed down the board in the latest pre-rank, but the folks in this mock don't seem to care. I got to switch it back to the players because I'm coming up here. Christoph Porzingis at 40. A little bit early for my taste, but we're getting there. Jalen Brown, 41. It's kind of a boring, safe play there. Josh Giddy at 42 is a wild swing. That's a big home run hack. I don't know if you guys ever played the very old PlayStation 1 baseball game called Bottom of the Ninth, but you could hit the R button to turn on the home run swing, and so your box to square up the baseball got really small. That, to me, is taking Josh Giddy in the fourth. Bradley Beal at 43 is also a little bit... James Harden is still on the board, people. He's freaking radioactive right now. I like Harden. I like Murray. Brunson at this point is good. Mobley at this point. DeMar is good. Sheesh. I'm going to take Brandon Ingram, and people are going to think I'm reaching, but I just, honestly, I want to see where some of these guys go because they're falling way too far right now. Ooh, boy. There they go, finally. DeJounte at 45, Harden at 46. That is that is uh, unforgivable. Come on. Come on, people. That's unforgivable. Yee, baby. Craziness. All right, let me... Uh, we got some autos f- mixed in there, actually. Just one, I think. It's the one that was two after me. So that was Harden got autoed. 
Julius Randle at 47. Yowza. Brunson at 48. That's a good spot. Jamal Murray, 49. I like that. Scotty Barnes at 50. I'll pass kindly. Evan Mobley at 51 is good. OGA and Anobi to 52 is fine, if unspectacular. Um, I am looking at DeMar here at 53, or Zach Levine, or Jordan Poole. Probably Walker Kessler at 53 is also fair. The one guy I can tell you definitively I am not taking at 53 is DeAndre Ayton. So I'm going to put him on my team and get him out of the way and continue our recon mode. And now we'll switch back over to the draft board so you guys can see what's been going on. Tell me what's going on. What do we got here? Raul is taking his time. Maybe he's hosting a live mock also. Zion! Sweet. Sassy mode last. 54. Zion goes 54. There was a brief period this draft season where Zion was going at 80, and I thought, maybe I'll end up with Zion. It just doesn't seem like that's happening anymore. Um, Let's see. What do we got here? I don't know how far we're going to go in this mock because we got two autos now. If that increases to three, I'll probably pull the plug on this thing. As long as it's two, we'll probably go to about pick 80, maybe 100. If it gets higher than that, we'll just we'll abandon ship. Jordan Poole at 55, Tyrese Maxey at 56, I actually, and Zach Levine at 57. I actually like all three of those. Maxey and Levine more than Poole, just because we have a better idea of what those guys truly are from a fantasy standpoint. And Maxey, you know, under the assumption that Harden gets moved, Maxey could go truly bananas. Nick Claxton at 58, I dig that one a lot too. Mark, I appreciate it, man. Degenerate like me doing nothing on a Saturday evening, or maybe you're watching football. DeMar DeRozan just going to be doing more of the same. People seem to be bored of him. Yeah, such is the Dan Vespers way. It's really, you know, we call it the old man squad because D-B-O-M-S, Dan Vespers old man squad spells D-bombs, and that's fun. It's more fun to say than the Dan Vespers boring team. The D-B-B-T. The d b t But that's really what it is. I draft boring. Boring guys fall. People get bored of a guy doing the same thing four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years in a row, and they just assume, ah, that's no fun. I'll go get somebody that's going to do something wild and wooly. There goes DeMar finally, by the way. Tyler Hero at 59, Walker Kessler at 60, DeMar DeRozan at 61. We should all be so lucky. I, I will say, looking at this mock draft, I, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll parachute into some Yahoo, um, public prize leagues, as Jeremy Grant goes 62 and Alperin Shangun 63. I'd I'd be floored if I was able to get some of the guys that are on the board in this one. Like, I could have had James Harden in the late 30s, early 40s. Michael Porter Jr. at 64, Rudy Gobert at 65. And maybe coming back in the next round was even crazier. Like, what was that? Harden was, what did he go, 46? I could have had Harden at 44 in this draft. Or DeJounte Murray. That's nuts. That is straight nuts, though. I was looking at them in the previous round. Oh, I'm at a, I got a pick coming up here. Jalen Green goes 66. That's a no thank you for me. Jared Allen is a guy I'm looking at right now. Uh, at 68, my pick coming up, he's still on the board. That's a really boring, easy one. Chris Paul at 68 is pretty boring and easy. 
Um, Derek White should be okay there. Cam Johnson, Brooke Lopez. These guys are all very reasonable plays at 68 as jaw goes off. And frankly, I'll take any of those dudes. I'm probably not going the San Antonio route this year, so I'll go ahead and just take Devin Vassell off the board and then watch Jared Allen get auto-picked. There's two autos after me. Jared Allen, then Jalen Williams autoed. Clint Capella gets taken for realsies at 71. Clint Capella is, is much maligned, but it's worth pointing out that last year he was number 41, 9-cat, per game in 26.5 minutes per ball game. I know, Okongwu seems better, and maybe that starts to slip a little bit. He was still 41. By the way, while we're talking about Okongwu, uh, he's not getting nearly the respect he deserves. He was number 75 in 23 minutes a game last season. If Capella misses any more time than he did last year, or if that balance tips in any reasonable way, uh, Okongwu could go crazy. There goes Cam Johnson. Franz Wagner, a couple of auto picks of Rogier and White. That brings us to, uh, we're close to me now at 77. I'm eyeballing Chris Paul and Brooke Lopez at 77. Those are both reasonable grabs. I would take Jakob Pertle here. I would take Tobias Harris here. Um, I don't know how much farther than that I'll go. There's, there goes Tobias. So I would probably take Chris Paul if this was my turn for real at 77 or Brooke Lopez. I think both of those guys at the top of the board deserve to be drafted by pick 77. The guy I can tell you I'm definitely not picking at 77 is the Time Lord, so I'll just wipe him off the board and let's see what everybody else does. Definitely not going Rob Williams at 77. I'm, I'm worried about his knees. I'm worried about Porzingis and Al Horford, all with reasonable claims to minutes and with slightly better knees. Mark says, by the way, he's writing articles for Sports Ethos right now. So he's just hanging out. You all are well. The rest of you are welcome to do something. I know this is an impromptu zero warning mock draft on a weekend afternoon. I've never done this kind of thing before, I don't think. But, you know, whatever the hell. I had a minute. Um... I had the kids. Scoot, by the way. Scoot goes 78. That's a big, big high grab for him, and it's going to not be that great at the start of the season, but he could certainly get there at the end of the year. Jalen Duran, man-child at 79. I wish he wasn't going so early. He's going to be a fun big man to watch. I love watching Jalen Duran just explode through other similarly-sized humans because he's just stronger. Hey, please like and subscribe while I got you here in the mid middle of this thing. I keep bugging you guys for that, but I really mean it. Also, pick up a fantasy pass over at Sports Ethos. The All Sport right now is just $7 a month. That's only one buck more than the NBA-only fantasy pass and gets the Brewski 150 earlier, too. Ooh, I know. Brolo, Kuzma at 80, Brolo 81, Middleton 82, Simons 83. I like a bunch of those. Not a big Kuzma guy. Fultz at 84 is a good one. Tyus Jones at 85 is a good one. John Collins at 86. I'd probably try to go Collins in the next round if at all possible, but he wasn't getting back to this dude who's on the turn. So you do what you got to do. Austin Reeves at 87 is fine, if not all that interesting. Um, by the way, we're going to get to my round nine pick at 101. We now have, officially, we have three teams autoing, and so the board is not going to look the way that it should. So um, we're, we're sort of getting towards the tail end of this uh, quick hitter mock draft. Mark has a question we'll hit as we work our way through also. How strong do you think Cam Johnson can be? Just threes feels meh. The OO in limited minutes fact is so crucial. Yeah, Okongwu, man, I, 
Can't say enough nice things about him. I, I like Cam Johnson a lot, actually. The threes are good. You know, he'll hit two and a half, three threes a ball game. For me, it's about doing it with the efficiency. He's actually a good steals guy, and field goal percent doesn't really hurt you. So you can get points, threes, steals, and free throw percent without suffering in field goal. Uh, I like that as kind of a mid-rounder. So a way to, to cover up three-pointers while maintaining the strong field goal is kind of a fun little Cam Johnson bump. My turn, second to last pick for me. Normal, what I what would I actually do here in a real draft? It'd be Jakob Pertl. Uh, I don't even have to think twice about it. At 92, he's a, he's a, he's a layup. Uh, a guy I'm definitely not drafting at 92 uh, is, uh, is Miles Bridges because I just don't like him. It's a morality clause, I guess. Uh, by the way, 88 was Clay Thompson as I go back to the draft board. Um, the hell is all this? 89, Chris Paul. How Man, how far did he fall? Mitchell Robinson, 90. RJ Barrett, 91. Miles Bridges, that was me at 92. And then you got a bunch of autos. Uh, Marcus Smart, Jakob Pertl. Finally off the board, Jakob Draymond with the penultimate pick of the eighth round, and now pick 96 is coming up for whoever the hell this guy is. We're losing teams. We're down to one, two, three, four. There's five teams auto-picking now, so this is stupid. Um, my next pick will be my last one, and then we'll we'll dive off the end of this sinking ship of a mock draft. It was pretty good for like the first six, seven rounds, but now it's turned fugly. CJ McCollum, Buddy Heald, go on the uh, front-end turn here at 8-12 and 9-1. Um, Jabari Smith Jr. goes 98th. Andrew Wiggins goes 99th. That was, uh, I believe, a, an auto for Andrew Wiggins. And I'll tell you here, for me, at 101, um, looking at Gafford, looking at Spencer Dinwiddie, looking at DeAnthony Melton, uh, Okongwu for sure. Honestly, like, oh, there goes Gafford. I probably am taking Okongwu here in a normal universe. But, um, or Melton, that's, those are the two, really, uh, with, again, honorable mention to Spencer Dinwiddie, who will shore up some point guard stats if you really needed them. Uh, guy I'm not drafting here is Trey Jones, so I'll just take him and, and I'll leave the draft board up, but I'm going to shift the sizes of the screens over on YouTube so you guys can see my ugly mug as we uh, sort of sum up a couple of the things that, that, uh, we saw going here. First of all, at Dan Vespers on Twitter, so I expect you guys will find me over there if you're more... YouTube savvy, but you got to be on Twitter during the NBA season. News breaks, and then you got to be rushing to the waiver wire. So as much as you might hate the place, and I get it, Twitter can be a hellscape more now than ever. You got to be on it during the fantasy basketball season. News breaks too fast, and key things, key pickups happen too fast for you to wait for somebody to get you that nonsense on a podcast the next morning. And I'm saying that about as someone who does a podcast the next morning. You gotta be on Twitter slash x.com. And please do follow me there at Dan Vespers is that uh, that marker once again. The reason I'm leaving the draft board up here while we talk a little bit about it is that I got the feeling that this mock would people taking shots. It just didn't feel that natural to me. And maybe I'm crazy, but like Steph went two in this one. Uh Halliburton fell all the way to nine. Shea and Hallie were the guys I was contemplating at five, and, and you know, Halliburton fell all the way to nine. Coming back in the second round, uh, LeBron, Cat, those guys went before me. I took Van Fleet just to get him out of the way, but I was looking at Mikhail Bridges. I was looking at, at Tripp, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain, Kawhi Leonard. Those guys were all there for me at 20. 
probably go JJJ there if I had to actually make the pick. And then coming back in the third, I had a bunch of choices as well. That was a tougher one, though, because Kawhi was the guy I was hoping would would somehow clear me uh, in the third round. He didn't make it there. And then you're kind of stuck grabbing down the board a little bit for someone like Miles Turner or Vooch, because uh, I wasn't really in the, the whole Garland marketplace at that point, Wembenyama as well. Fourth round, once again, became a treasure trove for my team. I could have gone Harden or DeJounte Murray in the late 40s. That's absurd. In the 50s, I still could have picked from Maxi, Zach Levine, Nick Claxton, DeMar DeRozan, Walker Kessler. Those guys were all still on the board. Uh, and then coming back to me in the sixth round, so now you're into the basically getting around pick 70, I still could have had Jared Allen. I could have had Cam Johnson. I could have had Clint Capella. I could have had Tobias Harris. So there were a lot of choices for me in this mock draft. I could have built a team that I think would have just uh, run the damn league out of the building. But at the same time, I don't want us to get complacent because it felt like this was a mock draft that, that makes us complacent. Everybody was taking shots, and all the easiest calls in the world were falling down the board, and I just don't think that's the way it's going to be when you get there in person. All right, shutting it out now. We don't need the mock on the board anymore. Thanks for watching, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this weird little Saturday afternoon impromptu mock draft. Again, Shana Tova. This is Rosh Hashanah. Throw that out there one more time. Uh, reminder at the end, once again, to like, subscribe, and get a fantasy pass over at sportsethos.com. All of them include the Brewski 150, some earlier than others. The answer to the question, by the way, of what of our packages has the B150 the first? The Ethos 360 plan has that bad boy the first. All right. I'm not going to yak your ear off here. Short one. Where will I see you? At Dan Vespers. We'll try to do another mock tomorrow, if uh, time permitting. We'll do it from another slot. I won't go number five again, but it was interesting to kind of see who was left there for us. Adios. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.